Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Here we go. It is episode number 17 of the Rosie Report. Following Guardians victory last night over the Tigers Tuesday night, a 2-0 win for Cleveland. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as we bring you up to date on all things Guardians here on our podcast. And coming up in a little bit on our show today, we will hear from David Fry, the utility man who is in his first couple of weeks in the major leagues. Got that call up when the team was on the road in New York and made his first major league start on Monday night against the Tigers. But first, a look back at the Tuesday night contest, a 2-0 Guardians win over Detroit on a night where Shane Bieber was terrific for six innings of shutout baseball He had a base runner behind him in every inning, but as we've seen so often, he is so good at working out of trouble. And after the game, he talked about it and explained how he goes about it when things get a little dicey. Probably just experience, confidence in in defense behind me. I think um, you end up trying to boil it down pitch by pitch. I know it's cliche, but if you're able to do that, the better you are at doing that. the better results may uh, eventually come to you. So I uh, was able to do that tonight. It was like we couldn't couldn't really buy a clean inning. Um, kind of the same thing last night. And it uh, wasn't just for starters. It was for bullpen as well. And I mean, credit to the lineup that we faced. They're not um, easy to game plan against or, or, or navigate through. So um, we had to find a way to, to do that and gut it out. And uh, I feel like the defense made great plays behind me when – um, when necessary, uh, will be in one of them. That was a huge play for us. Um, ended up going to challenge and, and, uh, and we saw that through. So, um, it was a big win, uh, to, to even the series tonight. We always give a lot of credit to your catchers. Just what does it mean to have Cam back there? I mean, lock that curve to be able to be aggressive with what he were able to do. Yeah, it was great. I think, uh, I think both our guys are phenomenal, um, and, and continuing to get better with our entire staff. So, uh, it speaks volumes to their preparation, their work, and they're continuing to get better. And so um, it was great. I thought my stuff is starting to tick up. I'm tinkering um, as I did kind of all last year and, and trying to figure out and make adjustments and, um, you know, kind of finding some things that are working for me right now. So I'm excited to continue that improvement and adjustments going forward. Oh, you're probably back in the back when 
that ball's hit that Miles runs down. But mm-hmm. being a pitcher, what does it mean to have a center fielder? Right? He's great, man. He's great. Sometimes I know he, he loves the Deeks too. They're phenomenal, but he Deeks his pitchers too. So <laughs> what was it? It was a couple starts ago in Boston. Yeah. Um, ball was well struck off the center field wall and he was like this. And then all of a sudden he turns around. I was pitching and uh, it ended up going off the wall. And so, yeah, my, he got my hopes up on that one. But um, his defense is superb as as the rest of our outfielders as well. And he kind of sets the standard, though. Um, and he holds guys to that standard, not just himself. So um, that was a great play specifically. But um, what's cool is he's capable of a lot, a lot greater. So well, that's a great respect in the clubhouse for what Ahmed means to you guys. Just to see him kind of start doing this every almost May 10th, he seems to get hot and just be a different player. What does that say about just who he is year in and year out. It's great. Um, I think he had a little bit more. Uh, he's getting his a little bit more of a swagger uh, about him. Um, and he's a, he's a pace setter. He's a pace setter in that lineup. And so uh, we go kind of as he goes. So it, it's it's pretty uh, unbelievable how often, you know, if he gets two hits, it's going to be four. Um, it, it's it's pretty incredible how often that happens, but uh, we love to see it. Shane, how much do you think about the score while you're pitching, and how does the score affect the way you approach in it? Yeah, you try not to, right? But uh, it's a reality, so you're obviously aware of it. Um, ultimately, for me, uh, it boils down to innings pitched and uh, team wins, so um, you're always aware of it. And... Uh, tonight I was very aware of it, but couldn't keep that leadoff guy off, off the base paths or uh, couldn't buy a cleaning inning. Like I said, so uh, we had to gut it out a little bit, but it, uh, we ended up being better for it. How many times tonight did you think you needed a strikeout and you ended up, I mean, I know you had nine of them, but just in, in those particular situations, you know, you, you're thinking, you know, getting a strikeout and then you actually do how many times do you think that happened for you? Yeah, it was nice to feel that a little bit more tonight um, than my, my previous starts. I thought, as a as a whole, their lineup was a little bit more patient, um, a little more comfortable getting to two strikes, which allowed me to then expand. Um, we've talked about that a little bit over my last few starts. Um, just lineups being aggressive, not being able to even get to two strikes uh, to be able to expand and create some swing and miss. So uh, obviously kind of had to grind to get through six. I would like to get through more than that. Um, but that's when some swing and miss comes into play. So um, it was nice to be able to get those when we needed them. Also, after the game, Guardians manager Terry Francona weighed in on Bieber's ability to be effective even with traffic on the bases behind him. I mean, they had traffic, seemed like, every inning. And there were times when he needed strikeouts. There were times when he went and got them. Um, it's a hard way to pitch. You know, we're, we're sitting on a one-run lead, and – but he made it. He made it hold up. Actually, the other day when Sam came back, just what that does to bullpen and for you as a manager tonight, it seemed like you were able to move things around a little bit different because of that. Yeah, it it kind of lengthens it out a little bit. Um, in the when we brought James in, I didn't want I didn't want their catcher Rogers, and I didn't want Baez facing left hander, so we tried to go the other way. Um, we were pretty fortunate it worked. Uh, I mean, the play Miles made in the in the eighth that was 
That's a game changer. Terry, was there a point tonight that you knew a man was locked in and going to have a good night at the plate? I don't know how to answer those things. I mean, you know, after he got his fourth hit, <laughs> like, you know, but I mean, you know, you don't, you don't know. I mean, when he shoots the ball to the right field like that, I always feel good. But it was certainly good to see. We always talk about having patience with players and relying, especially when you can look at the back of their card, knowing Ahmed seems to be one of those guys where he doesn't hit very much in April, but it seems right around this date, the last two, three years, he takes off. Does that help you with that patience word that we always ask you about? Yeah, because you try to do what's right and you try to stay consistent. And I know if you start playing like lineup bingo or, you know, it, it, it doesn't work. I think there's times to make changes and things like that, but he's gonna, he's gonna get his hits. And when he does, because of his energy and his base running, he's, he ends up being in the middle of us doing good things. He's a, little throw. a nice throw. Thankfully. I mean, cause we didn't have any, we didn't have any wiggle room. And and I thought Gallagher not only caught a great game, but made a really nice play. On the replay, it sounded like they asked if he was blocking a play. It was pretty pretty evident he was not. I thought he was, was pretty- again, I didn't I didn't even I couldn't hear them today for some reason, but I thought he was well out in front of it and came all the way back. But it's almost like they did it because they were you're allowed to, to check, yeah. You're allowed to. It's part of the safe, you can do both, so there's no reason not to. Go back to Miles' catch. Uh, I think the Statcast had the expected batting average on that ball at like six thirty, but his uh, expected catch was like eighty percent for for him. That just saying what an elite defender he is out there. I was going to say I, I don't don't have time to think about those kind of numbers. I'm just glad he caught it. I mean, I think I think Miles is elite. I think he's proven that he's he's one of the best ones. Um, Stephen Kwan's really become one of the better leadoff hitters in the game. Just what does he mean at the top of your line of the second straight game he's let off with the devil been able to score? I think it's rare for a younger guy to be able to handle what we've challenged him with. You know, it's not just getting hits, it's seeing pitches, getting on base. And for a young kid, he, he's done a really good job. Level-headed, he doesn't get too high or too low. He he makes the pitchers work, so it helps other people in the lineup. What do you think of their guy, Tito? I all have always thought he's had really good stuff, really good. I know he's a great athlete, but he's got mid-90s fastball changeup. I've always thought he's been good. So a real good night for the Guardians. Uh, mentioned Shane Bieber with the six strong. The bullpen was outstanding and a four-hit night for Ahmed Rosario as the offense tries to piece it together now and get clicking, and he'll be a big part of that uh, when that happens. Well, we mentioned earlier that we had a chance to visit with David Fry on Tuesday afternoon. He's the young man who's up from the minor leagues for the first time in his career, and he's on a major league roster. And now we say young man, he's 27, has been at it a little bit, a college-drafted player by the Brewers who was acquired by Cleveland in a, a minor deal for... J.C. Mejia with the Brewers that happened uh, prior to last season, and it really seems to have been a, a real boon to his career. And when we caught up with him on a Tuesday afternoon, he talked about the experience of making his first major league start on Monday night against Detroit. 
it was a blast. I mean, something you work for your entire life and uh, comes to fruition, and it was a whole lot of fun. I mean, it would have been a lot cooler if we won, but still just to be able to experience that with my wife there, it was a whole lot of fun. It's been interesting to see how you've kind of gotten on that radar now um, with a good spring. And uh, did you feel some momentum coming off a good season last year and, and then being in big league camp? Yeah, I mean, last year was a good one and uh, heard some like positive things at the end of the year. And then getting the invite to big league spring training was just hoping to make a good first impression in front of the big league staff and uh, was able to do that. And uh, luckily now I'm here. You didn't make the club out of spring training, but they kept you around till the very end. What, what did that mean to you, and, and do you think that helped you in any way, especially considering how things have gone here the last week? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool. It was awesome. He told me I was going to stay for the whole thing, and uh, just to kind of continue to get reps with these guys and just spend more time around them. I mean, so whenever I do get called up, and then it feels like I've been with these guys a lot now, and it doesn't feel a whole lot different. Stay tuned. We'll have more with David Fry after this short break. Welcome back to Guardians Warm-Up. David Fry joining us, made his uh, the first start of his major league career last night in the game against the Tigers. And, and David, it's funny, you look at trades sometimes, and, and you were involved in a trade that probably, unless you're a real hardcore baseball fan, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have noticed. But for you, what has that trade meant to you based on where you were with Milwaukee and then what's happened here with Cleveland? Yeah, it was one of those things whenever I got told in spring training with the Brewers, I was catching a bullpen, and they were like, hey, you just got traded. Kind of the first time for me getting traded, so just a whole lot of emotions, saying bye to all my buddies and then not knowing what to expect over here. And then just all the amount of great people in this organization, both players and staff, uh, I've loved every minute of it. And then lucky enough to uh, actually play in the big leagues with this team now, it's it's, it's been uh, one of the best things that could ever happen to me. And maybe it would have happened with Milwaukee, but do you feel like you, you, maybe you needed that change of scenery? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee had a, a whole lot of utility guys there, and I'd made it up to AAA, but still didn't feel like I was really that close and uh, was able to come over here and uh, got a lot of opportunity. Andy Tracy, our manager in Columbus, uh, helped me out a bunch and uh, did everything he could to get me in the lineup every day and help get me here. Obviously, Columbus played a huge role in this team a year ago, and, and, and if it wants to go where they want to go, it will again this year. Um, what's going on down there that's so positive? Because it seems like whoever comes up has really good things to say. Yeah, I, th- I think it's that staff does just a really good job of getting all the guys to play together. I mean, it's really hard when you're in AAA. Everybody kind of feels like they're right there to get to the big leagues, and it's easy to think about yourself. But they do a really good job of playing together and guys just have a fun time and then when some guy goes up it's like oh well just keep playing and uh just kind of focus on like a team approach a big key for you has been versatility uh we saw you play first base last night we're interviewing you right now you're wearing catcher's gear um when did that become a big part of your game uh i was an infielder in college and then kind of they were like hey you're super slow so you're gonna get drafted as a catcher and uh (laughs) so then first couple years of pro ball was just catching and then since 2021, it's been a little bit of everything. I played outfield, third, first, catcher. So, just the more positions, the better. Is super slow on a scout's radar? Is that is that anywhere in their manual of how to rate players? Yeah, yeah I think super slow <laughs> is one of the one of the main phrases they got. <laughs> All right, Northwestern State University, Louisiana. Can you please pronounce the the name of the city that it's in? Yeah, it's Natchitoches, Natchitoches, Louisiana. You get so many different ones. People are like Natchitoches or. Natchitoches, or I mean, there's some terrible ones out there, but yeah, Natchitoches, Louisiana. I won't make you spell it. How's that? Yeah, please don't. (laughs) I wouldn't do it. David, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks.
Well, I always fun to visit with a player whose dreams have come true, and that's the case for David Fry. Still looking for that first Major League base hit, but got that first Major League start on Monday night, and as he said at the start of our interview, it was a blast. So uh, fun to visit with him, and uh, best of luck to him as he continues here with the big club for the time being. That's going to do it for the time being for our show. We'll have another update for you tomorrow, an off-day edition of the Rosie Report as the Guardians will take on the Tigers on a Wednesday afternoon. If you're hearing this in the morning and you haven't made plans yet, it's supposed to be a beautiful day downtown Cleveland on Wednesday. So come on out for some day baseball with a 110 first pitch against the Tigers. Until tomorrow, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you as always for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.